You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast and Network, your team every day. Happy Monday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Today, we're taking a look at the wide receiver position for the Florida Gators. Just like before, we're talking last year, this year, and beyond. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. NBA Draft GOAT Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, taking a look at, I guess taking a brief look at last year's Florida Gators team, or an outside look maybe, I don't know, it, it's, um, I can't think of the word that I'm, I can't say the word I'm thinking of, it's just not happening right now. Um, but you know, we had a ton of passing production from this team last year, and I mean, obviously we had arguably the best tight end prospect in I mean, draft history ever. Um, And, you know, when we look at the receiver spot, it really wasn't as impressive as you would think from what was arguably the top passing attack in all of college football. Um, Because Kadarius Tony, fantastic year. Trayvon Grimes, great year. But then you have Justin Shorter was still pretty good. Jacob Copeland was a deep threat. Uh, Rick Wells, got the job done. Trent Whitmore, Xavier Henderson, whenever he could, Jordan Pouncey scored his one catch. Um, it's, it was very top heavy. That's, there we go. That's what I, that's what I'll say about the receivers last year. It was very top heavy. There was a ton of production from Kadarius Tony and Trayvon Grimes, and a lot came from Kyle Pitts, who sure, he played a bit of receiver last year, but for the purposes of this, he's a tight end. So, he'll be continued in the next uh the next episode or the next breakdown because i'm not um yeah we'll talk later about what's gonna happen tomorrow um but yeah so he'll be featured in the tight ends episode despite him lining up a wide receiver dude's a tight end um but looking back last year Kadarius sony had just under a thousand yards he had 10 touchdowns 70 catches which led the team in yards and receptions. Uh, he was second in touchdowns to, of course, Kyle Pitts. Uh, Kadarius Tony was kind of our do-it-all guy. You know, he was uh, get it to him short, and hopefully he can make a big play. Literally, just throw screens to him and let him do that thing. He lined up in the backfield pretty frequently and was a big play threat there. He's, I will still say, he's the slipperiest. I don't even know if that's a word, but he is the slipperiest uh, wide receiver I've ever seen, or really maybe even slipperiest ball carrier I've ever seen. He was just ridiculous with the ball in his hands, and uh, he will be sorely missed. 
Of course, hopefully Jacob Copeland can kind of fill that role. Um, but then we had Trayvon Grimes as our starting X receiver. And he had, you know, 38 catches is okay. Nine touchdowns on 38 catches is very efficient. He had 15 and a half yards per catch, which is a yard and a half more than Kadarius Tony had. So impressive there. Um, of course, Kadarius had a much shallower uh, average depth of target. So that's why that happened. But, um, yeah, I mean, looking at Kadarius Tony and Trayvon Grimes are two starting, or I mean, every offense now really has three starting receivers. But yeah, Kadarius Tony, Trayvon Grimes, the two top receivers on the team, fantastic. Uh, last, I was, we know now at this by this point, uh, I was very high on Trayvon Grimes coming out of Florida. I was very high on him going into the draft. Uh, it sucks that he got injured. He got he went undrafted, then got injured with the Eagles. Um, so that sucked. But, you know, I, I think that I'm still pretty confident that he's going to he's going to at least be a contributor in the NFL. Uh, Kadarius Tony, of course, first-round pick to my New York Giants. Um, hopefully, he'll be able to make some stuff happen. If not this year, then next year. Um, because, of course, Sterling Shepard's kind of on his last legs. Uh, and that that's a big issue there. Uh, I think at the very least, he'll be playing a good amount of special teams. And then we had Justin Shorter and Jacob Copeland last year were solid contributors. I'm, I'm not saying they weren't good. They were solid contributors, but, you know, they weren't these huge game changers, really. Uh, Jacob Copeland, of course, showed off his deep threat ability, showed off his running ability a little bit. And, you know, he kind of set the tone for, or not set the tone, but he kind of set the stage for him replacing Kadarius Tony when the time came. And now, even rocking the same number. Um... Rick Wells, of course, was a rather uh, inconsistent player. So was Trent Whitmore. Uh, Xavier Henderson was as well. Jordan Pouncey didn't play as much as we would have liked to see him play or as much as I would have liked to see him play. Uh, but, you know, this receiving team, this receiver core last year, very top-heavy. Uh, and that, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, sure, it was top-heavy, but we also had the best tight end in college football. And that's fine. We still had three fantastic producers in the uh in the passing game in Kadarius Tony Kyle Pitts Trayvon Grimes but two of them were wide receivers uh nothing wrong with that it's just that's what they were they were top heavy didn't have a ton of uh depth that really contributed to the team but again I'm not going to complain about that at all uh so yeah that that's totally fine with me as we build anticipation for the football season let's start building our bodies too Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar champion Coconut Brownie Chunk. Personally, I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. Like At this point, we've established that. That's that's me. That's my identifier there. Uh, if you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that actually, that's my identifier. Uh, so yeah, trying to eat clean, sweet tooth like me, but... You know, that's not a problem anymore. I've been able to keep my sweet tooth in check a, a good deal. I, I will not lie. Uh, birthday party last night. Had birthday cake. Silly of me. Uh, but I, I just couldn't resist. I've been good for the most part. Thank God. <laughs> just the Built Bar snacks for me. But Built Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy it. If you're keto, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Now, taking a look at this season with the wide receiver position, uh, I kind of alluded to this before, but 
we're looking for which wide receivers are going to step up. Uh, Jacob Copeland has the highest expectations thrust upon him because he has to take over Kadarius Tony's role. And he's rocking the number one jersey, which of course we know at Florida brings high expectations along with it. So th- there's that. That's uh, that- that's just how it's working for-, for Cope this year, which I'm excited for. He's the guy that I kind of was hoping would be that guy and that big playmaker for us this year. Uh, hopefully, Xavier Henderson will be able to take over Trayvon Grimes' role as our starting X receiver. Um, that's, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, right now, on the depth chart, you've got Trent Whitmore is listed as the Y, uh, which is going to be our slot. Sorry, I, sorry. <laughs> but uh, I'm somewhat expecting to see Jordan Pouncey see solid playing time there. Um, primarily, it's not a knock on Wit at all. I, I want to make that very clear. It's more just that I think this offense would benefit from having someone with Jordan Pouncey's versatility as a runner and receiver there. That That's kind of what's making me lean towards there. Um, and just because, you know, imagine having guys like Jacob Copeland and Jordan Pouncey, both of whom could you know motion into the backfield or start in the backfield motion into the slot motion out wide occasionally uh well jake will probably play out wide a lot but yeah you get the point (laughs) that they they can motion and they'll have that versatility and that's one thing that i think is going to be very uh crucial to the success of this offense is having versatility especially as a runner slash receiver because we're going to be an offense that again i i know jordan even uh, last Monday's episode, Jordan Pouncey was here, and he even said, like, hey, well, we threw the ball a lot. Like, I caught more passes. He said, I caught more passes this spring than I ever have before. Um, however, I still think when it comes to it, this offense might be more effective as a rushing offense and kind of trying to trying to play it cool a little bit. <laughs> so I could see Jordan Pouncey being one of those guys and Jacob Copeland being one of those guys that they're going to be given the ball in the running situations to kind of make plays. And Jordan Pouncey's senior year had, I believe it was over 700 rushing yards, the only time that he played running back. Uh, So that's kind of where I'm at. I think Trent Whitmore is going to play the Y more, but I think Jordan Pouncey is going to see solid playing time there. So that's why I felt like it was relevant to bring that up because I I do think scheme-wise as well, Jordan Pouncey is going to be a guy that we're going to see kind of move around a lot. Um, we should also see Justin Shorter on the field quite a bit. Uh, main, here's where I'm thinking with it, because Jacob Copeland's also likely going to play in the slot, at least a little bit. So I'm thinking Justin Shorter's uh, great size. He's 6'5". And then you've got Xavier Henderson on the outside. Uh, so pretty much rolling there with like two X receivers, which is granted not uh the typical way people like to think about offenses now but pretty much putting two x receivers there and then having jacob copeland in the slot could give you a lot of options to take deep shots like we've seen with this offense uh you could actually look up it's pff i know that pff is like hit or miss with things uh but seth galena wrote about the super spreader that we're seeing more often in college football where it's kind of just like deep shots and hitches, and you can have two X receivers and do that totally fine. So seeing Trayvon, uh, Trayvon, Xavier Henderson and Justin Shorter out wide with someone like Jacob Copeland in the slot, or even Jacob Copeland in one slot, Trent Whitmore and Jordan Pouncey on the other, 
whichever one you want to pick. Uh, that could be a look that we see a decent bit, uh, or even Kimor Gamble in one of the slots or at tight end. So yeah, th- there's a lot to do with this team. Um, so we should legitimately see a five deep rotation from these Gators this year. And that's got me excited. Uh, last year, of course, our receivers, you know, the ones that were significant contributors made massive plays with Kadarius Tony and Trayvon Grimes. But I think this year we've got guys that are go- we've got more guys that are going to make more plays. Uh, I, I I guess we'll say like more guys are going to make less plays per guy. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just getting confusing with you now. I apologize. But yeah, we've got more guys that are able to make plays and they're just more capable. And I realize that it's like hey, it's it's the same guys. Um, but they're going to be better this year, you know, more opportunity, another year working in this offense. And frankly, a quarterback who, as much as I love Kyle Trask, is going to open up a lot more deep shots here. So with Jacob Copeland, Xavier Henderson, Trent Whitmore, Jordan Pouncey, and Justin Shorter, I'm expecting to see a lot of guys rotate in at all kinds of receiver spots for this offense. And I can't wait for it, genuinely. Like, I'm incredibly excited for this offense. Uh Part, like I get, I've been talking about being run heavy. I think as a passing attack, we might be uh, more efficient in terms of like literally just more bang for your buck. You're going to get bigger plays on less attempts, which is what I'm hoping for and pretty much expecting. Uh, but it, it's going to be fantastic, at least in, in my eyes. Do you think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year? I do. I've been talking about it. I've been high praise. Like I genuinely not being a homer. I, I think they've got this. Uh, Bet online currently has plus twenty eight hundred odds, and we all know I'm going to take them. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. It even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Season two, too hot to handle. By the way, just saying, it's a train wreck and it's beautiful. With real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, it's the best way to place your bets and. It's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code LOCKED ON, that is L O C K E D, no space O N, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. To wrap up today's show, of course, we're looking beyond the 2021 football season. I almost said 2020. Oof, my lord. <laughs> we're looking beyond the 2021 football season. And most of the receivers that are on roster right now will likely be on this roster in 2022. Uh, however, there are there's the possibility that we see some transfers due to low snap count. If, again, it's not something I want to see. It's not something I'm hoping to see. But we always see it happen. And honestly, anything can happen to make guys transfer. Like, just look up, look at uh, Demarcus Bowman. From he was getting snaps in Clemson, but you know, a death in the family made him want to be closer to home, so he came to Florida. Uh, so anything can happen to make these guys transfer. Same thing happened with Luke Ford. Uh, I think he was with the tight end for Georgia, and now he's Illinois. Um, same thing, a, a death in the family or a sick family member, and he transferred. So anything could happen with these guys. I think it's more likely, of course, that we see low snap count transfers, 
which is fine because this is a crowded room. Like we've got a lot of talented receivers here. Um, we could also see, I mean, most the most likely receiver that's going to leave for the NFL would be Jacob Copeland at this point, of course, uh, just because he's going to be our number one receiver. He's rocking the number one jersey. Uh, so he's the most NFL-ready receiver at this point. He's great working in space, which is what you love. Like, that's just obviously what they love in the NFL now. Um, so right now, he's looking like a solid NFL prospect for next year. He could stay again. He's got the eligibility. Uh, but yeah, again, it, it's looking like if we lose any receivers to the NFL following this 2021 season, it's most likely going to be Jacob Copeland. Like I could see someone leave early. Like, like if Xavier Henderson has... Uh, pretty much the year that Trayvon Grimes had, which was uh, nine touchdowns, uh, I believe it was like about 600 yards and 38 catches. Uh, maybe he thinks like, you know what, I, I've shown enough just talent and potential to go to the NFL and get drafted and he wants to go. Then so be it. But I think right now, Jacob Copeland is the most likely candidate to leave. Uh, deep, 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 deep down on the death chart. We've got two guys that just came in this year that I'm incredibly excited for. Uh, I'm, I've done little profiles on them before for the show, but Marcus Burke and Dejon Reynolds are, again, freshmen this year, so they probably won't play much either way, especially just given how talented this receiving room is. But next year, with a full year in this offense and just being able to kind of solidify themselves here, they could really steal some snaps away from people. So Marcus Burke and Dejon Reynolds are two guys that, again, because this is looking beyond this year. This is not just 2022. Thanks, Siri. Every time. Never fails. Uh, this is beyond this year, not just 2022. So Marcus Burke and Dejon Reynolds are two names that you should probably get familiar with if you're a Gators fan. And just to get ready a little bit for the 2022 season, uh, you got, and beyond, of course, uh, just looking at incoming recruits, and I'm talking about commitments for 2022. So this isn't even all the possibilities. These are just the current commitments. You've got Chandler Smith, who plays wide receiver, Isaiah Bond, and Jamarian Burt. So all 2022 commits, and I specified Chandler Smith plays receiver because uh, Isaiah Bond and Jamarian Burt are listed as athletes right now, of course, if you don't follow recruit, play both sides of the ball, multiple positions. So maybe we don't see Isaiah Bond and Jamarian Burt, Burt play wide receiver. There are options there, but maybe, you know, we kind of take a look at things and it's like the coaching staff is like, hey, we really don't need receivers right now. So we're going to move you to defense for now. But maybe they really show out this year in high school and come time next year. We want them at receiver every time. Um, um, maybe we really want them at receiver next year. Who knows? But the future, the, I mean, really, the present is bright right now if you're a Florida Gators fan at wide receiver. And the future is also looking incredibly bright here. And it's just, I know I've said it like 16 times today. I'm excited for this team. I'm excited for this receiver, for uh, just like the wide receiver corpse. I can't wait for it. But... That about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we'll maybe have an interview going. That's kind of up to you guys at this point. Uh, 
So I'm scheduled to do the more to do the interview in the early morning or late morning, early afternoon ish. I'd probably be able to edit and get it out within an hour after that. So please do reach out to me and let me know if that's what you would prefer. A Tuesday morning episode or a Tuesday episode that comes out later in the morning in the afternoon, or if I should just hold it for Wednesday and put out the usual 3 a.m. Eastern time uh, episode. So I'll give the listeners until I don't know, like like six Eastern tonight. Uh, to let me know, you know, DM at me, review if you want, if you're not using Twitter, um, feel free, yeah, that, that's, I'll leave it up to all of you, I'm not going to say who, because I'll drink it, but I might have already, I'm gonna knock on wood, but once again, my name is Brandon Olson, you can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon, you can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports, is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports, be sure to check out Locked On Big Ten, hosted by Nate Williamson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Nate just took over Locked On Big Ten, so I'm taking this time to give him a huge shout-out, huge congrats. And also, I love the format that they're rolling with Locked On Big Ten. It's not the first time, but, you know, I, I got the opportunity here, so why not? Listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Draft Chad Ford and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. It's the perfect way to get ready for the NBA Draft and our Locked On local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout the week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.